Analix 1.12. Master Yao said, Achieving harmony is the most valuable function of Li, observing ritual propriety. It is the achievement of such harmony that makes the Tao ways of the former king so beautiful and a guiding standard for all things large and small. But when things are not going so well, to realize harmony merely for its own sake and foregoing regulating the situation through Li, ritual propriety, this will not work. This is a very important analect because we're introduced to the most important benefit of Li, ritual propriety. And how this connects to many important things from the Daos, the, the ways of the former kings, to implicitly moral principle. So let's go through some of these terms. Let's review what Li means and what the Tao of the former kings are and so forth. Li is a term that is very difficult to translate. Rosemont and Ames have chosen to translate this as ritual propriety. Most translators will translate this as ritual or the rites. But it covers more than ritual. And what does this cover? It covers anything from formal ceremonies, such as weddings and funerals, down to more detailed forms of etiquette and polite behavior. So it encompasses this whole range of ways to act in one's life. And Lee is ultimately connected to two other very important concepts in Confucian philosophy. One is Ren, which I've said before we'll have to continue talking about to cultivate your understanding of. But you can understand this to be what's most noble about humanity. And it connects to E, Y-I, the English romanticization of this word, which contains ideas of justice, morality, righteousness. And so Li is not just a custom, is not just some ceremony. Li needs to be proper, and is proper because it expresses what is noble about humanity, and it expresses what is morally correct. So not all weddings, especially more modern variations, of Li, excuse me, of, not all weddings are actually Li, especially the modern variations. Because there might be something about that does not, that does not properly express the husband's relation to the wife. 
So, something that's sort of popular these days are things like bachelorette parties or the uh, the garter toss instead of just even a bouquet toss they do a garter toss where the groom goes under the bride's dress and takes off something that is actually underwear and tosses it to a group of single men that is not Lee it doesn't matter if you make this into a custom or part of the ceremony it's not Lee some customs they just go ahead and toss the body into the ground that would not be to Confucianism properly not only because it's not a custom that's been done before but because it belies it contradicts the genuine feeling that a person should have while burying their parents so that's Lee the most there's a lot of functions to Lee such as preventing problems, preventing conflict, eliminating temptations. For example, it would be Lee to have separate bathrooms for males and females. But that's not the most valuable function. The most valuable function is harmony. So what is harmony? I want you to think about music as an analogy. So you can have bad music. Music that's really something that would give you a headache to hear something that would make you upset to hear. Then there's quiet, and then there's beautiful music. Music that lifts your spirits, music that properly expresses even the sadness that you might have, that gives you pe that brings you a sense of optimism. Beautiful music. And that could correlate with, <clears throat> respectively, violence, peace, and harmony. So violence is like bad music. Peace is like quiet. It's simply a lack of violence. Harmony is beautiful music. So harmony is where everybody gets along. We're all playing our different roles as individuals. But all of that is not contradicting each other. Again, like music, imagine a band, imagine an orchestra. Everybody plays a different instrument. Everybody plays different parts. But if we were all to play our own song and do this without respect or consideration to each other and what we're, uh, other people play, are playing, we just end up hearing noise. That's the end result of all that, um, of all that blatant individualism, that unrestrained individualism. Now, at the same time, we don't want to all play the same thing exactly because that's very redundant. So, somewhere in between, there is this kind of harmony that can be produced if we all play different things, but at the same time, we're all going by the same basic tune. So, analogically and metaphorically, this is how harmony works. So, these ceremonies, um, these rituals, Weddings, funerals, holidays, uh, the act of giving gifts, say at Christmas, could be considered as part of this wide range of behaviors that would be considered a lee. Being polite, being careful about your language, saying 
uh, greeting people the proper way without being too casual, but also not necessarily overly stiff in your formality. This creates harmony. And so this is the achievement. This achievement of harmony is what makes the ways of the former kings so beautiful. Who are the former kings? Well, it actually probably depends on exactly who, whom you're reading. Uh, but generally the former kings are those sage kings that set the role model, who through their combined efforts have created a beautiful culture. So we have, for example, Yao, Shun, Yu. We have the Duke of Zhou, who would be probably counted among these former kings. There, in other words, there aren't just one or two of, the, of them. There are many, maybe a hundred, approximately. Again, this depends on whom you ask and the phrasing that they use. And so this ways of the former kings can be likened to tradition. But the former kings are sages. They are these great human beings. They have great ren. They are ren persons. And they're wise, they are virtuous, and so they can and they're very talented. So they can create this kind of ceremony, th these kinds of music, these ways of behaving and speaking poetically, beautifully, so that Every moment of life is not only peaceful, it's beautiful. And it's something that you can cherish. And when you experience it, you know that this is where you should be. And so you don't have regrets by the time you die. Because it's sort of like um, being on a vacation. Some vacations, you go on that vacation and things don't go so well. You miss out on this and this and that. And so when it's time to come back, you feel a little regret. You want to go back there again, maybe. Other vacations, you've done everything, and it's all happened well. Now, this is pretty rare, but imagine if this were to happen. You have this vacation, everything went well, you've seen all that you just want to see, and it was all beautiful. Then you're ready to go. You're ready to leave because you've experienced what you've, you were there to experience. So if you can live in, these, in this Tao with the former kings, if you're in such a society, then all of your life stages are marked by ritual propriety, by li, by ritual. Um, both on a daily basis, but also in the most important stages of life. Like capping is where you are uh, declared to be an adult. So this is where you become go from a child to an adult. Um, and then you get married. This is the beginnings of you having your own family, your own children. So you get to experience love as husband and wife and as a father and mother. And then um, you uh, might, your parents uh, might pass. And so because they pass, the passing of course is not um, a welcome thing, but you need to be able to express as well. And so there is the memorial rites, and then you yourself pass away, and then you are buried, and this is your funeral. If you want to go into more depth, especially with the funeral and the um, memorial rites, uh, this is where you would go and look into the Shunzi, 
and you will look at the part about ritual. Uh, but that's a different lecture series, so I'll leave it for there. Now, here is a guiding standard for all things in large and small. Again, Lee is not just about these big moments in life, it's your everyday today experience and your interaction with other people. So nobody wants to live, um, nobody likes work when everybody's rude. Nobody likes to be in a neighborhood where everybody is rude. Nobody likes to be in a family where everybody is hurt, everybody's rude. So from a moment-to-moment -moment basis, you are incorporating these principles of beauty and moral righteousness and good relationships in your behavior, how you talk, the expression you have, how you dress. All of that makes for a very beautiful life. And again, like music, you can master it. You can get better at it. As when, If you've ever learned how to play music at first, you're not very good at playing the notes. It doesn't sound too good. But as you practice more and more, it becomes beautiful. That beauty becomes natural. And that's how you can live life. So this is a very important phrase here, a guiding standard for all things large and small. So, so far we've talked about Li. Its most important thing, its most important function is to achieve harmony. Harmony is more than just a lack of violence, is more than peace. And this uh, is achieved by the Tao, the ways of the former kings, because they are wise, virtuous, Ren persons and they're talented and they can construct these things that can guide the human soul, the human spirit into ways of beauty. Now let's look at this part. But when things are not going so well to realize harmony merely for its own sake and foregoing regulating the situation through Lee, this is not going to work. Why? Okay, what does this mean to uh, realize harmony merely for its own sake. There are some people out there that believe we should just get along. Don't insist on anything. And there are many terms for this, for these kinds of people, depending on the time of history, uh, time of history that you live in, or the culture that you're in. If you're in the West, these people are like moral relativists. These people more generally might fit into a larger umbrella of the term liberal, um, if you go back in China, um, these people are Taoists. And these people do not really believe in moral principle. They just say, get along with other people, just let things be. The Taoists like to use this metaphor of water. Um, it just settles in the lowest places. And it's not hard, it's not rigid, it's soft, but that gives its, its staying power. Um, if you ask a lot of people today, they say, well, what's the problem with things like, uh, for example, um, you know, just, just, uh, if you, they say things like, if you, you know, have a problem with gay marriage, then don't, then don't get gay married. It's just a way to say, look, just accept everybody. It doesn't really matter what they do or, or don't do, just accept them. So that's their belief, but this is being refuted here, but when things are not going so well to realize harmony merely for its own sake, this is not going to work. Why? Because 
one. Lee is something that embodies moral principle in a beautiful way, but it still embodies moral principle. And we have morality. Morality is important for its own sake. It is important. It is important that husbands and wives st stay faithful to each other, that they don't cheat on, e on each other. It is important that children love and respect their parents, and it is important that parents love their children and sacrifice themselves for the well-being of their children. These are all important things. And so if you try to simply live a life where everybody so-called so gets along, this gets me to the second point. It's actually not going to work long term. People will get disappointed. People will get angry. Conflict will arise. The virtual propriety is there to one, embody morality so that people do get along and justice is found in the community, is realized in the community. And number two, it's done in a way that's beautiful. So if you go the ways of those who say moral relativism, just let people do whatever they want. If they want to make noise out there, fine, that's okay. If they want to blast their loud music, their rap music, talking about violence and greed and lust, that's okay. Why not? Um, why not let this guy, you know, rev his motorcycle for fun and, you know, have this, or, you know, maybe he has this very loud car that's modified to make super loud noise. Why is that okay? You know, what's, I mean, these guys say, what's the problem? Just let it be. Eventually, you're going to get angry at these people, or they're going to get angry at you. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be problems. And, furthermore, morality is good for its own sake. Morality is good for its own sake. Morality is good for its own sake because this is something that either is important for us to get along long term or uh, and or is something that we find already in ourselves that we think uh, we do deserve certain things that we do believe that certain actions should be reciprocated with other things. So for example, if you, well, let's just take some very basic examples, uh, because if you're the kind of person to need to be, um, if, if you need to be explained to that moral relativism is wrong, well, we probably have to start at some very basic level. We all think, somewhere deep down inside, it's really evil to attack an innocent person, attack an innocent life to murder somebody, to kill somebody, is wrong. We all know that, we all believe that. It's not something that, you know, if you, somebody asks you, well, why is it wrong to just go shoot this guy walking in the street who hasn't done me any harm? Do, we can't really come up with a reason for that, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure there are some, you know, postmodern Western philosophers who are trying to come up with something. And it's just kind of... Um, at some point, you have to just admit, this is just something that is found 
in human beings, in our consciences. Even if you are, um, even if you are raised by very lowly human beings, it's something that you can understand. It's not something that necessarily has to be taught to you. You just feel that it is, it is wrong. You know, or moreover, if somebody loves you and you utterly betray them, unless you're a sociopath, that should make you feel ashamed. That should make you feel bad. So that tells us that for the vast, vast majority of human beings, there is something in us that does tell us right and wrong. And this is why Mencius has this uh, analogy, this metaphor of seeds that grow into something greater. So we have some sense of right and wrong. Um, and that that can grow into something else, something greater, like Ren or E. So, you can't just realize harmony for its own sake. Ultimately, you will get into that conflict, or ultimately, you're going to get into worse and worse situations of injustice, a lack of morality, and that itself is disastrous. And we just talked about why morality is something that really does exist uh, objectively. And we'll return to this idea perhaps later, uh, but I think for m most listeners, this should not be a difficult thing to understand that morality really does exist and is important for its own sake. If you don't believe this, um, you're going to have a hard life if you don't have a lot of money. Because there's a lot of people out there who are going to easily take advantage of you, and you're going to be at odds with your own innate human nature. So ultimately, if you try to realize that harmony for its own sake without using ritual, without using the Li, this will not work because you're not going to know how to get along with other people on the basis of mor morality, but also do so beautifully, and so you're going to end up with conflict anyway. So 1.12 establishes, in summary, that Li, its most important function is to achieve harmony, and you cannot try to achieve harmony for its own sake in the absence of both beauty and righteousness and humanity, Ren, because you will end up in a situation of grotesque injustice or simply outright violence. <laughs>